Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. 2050 marks a key milestone in the pursuit of net zero. But do index providers play a role when it comes to ESG and net zero investments? To take a deep dive into indexing in the net zero journey, joining us on the phone is Priscilla Look, Managing Director and Head of Global Research and Design, APAC, at S&P Dow Jones Indices. Priscilla, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Okay, so what roles do index providers play in the financial market when it comes to ESG or net zero investment? Um, SV Dow Jones, as an index provider, we create different kind of indices independently with um, methodology posted on the website. So um, on the ESG and net zero front, we actually publish a lot of um, different kind of ESG indices or net zero like price aligned climate transfer indices, which is used for different purposes by um, our clients. Of course, mm-hmm. for some clients, if they want to see, hey, how different ESG strategy works, how does that zero work uh, in terms of financial performance, they can take a look at the indices to see how they did in the history because when we publish an index, we always have some back price performance. On the other hand, there are some kind of passive investment vehicles, for example, like ETF or for as owners, they might have some passive mandates. They might need an index so that they can have their investment tracking the indexes. Mm-hmm. So for such group, provide the index as an index provider, whereas our clients, they might have signed up for as a responsible investors, they will have their um, ESG investment tracking our indices. And the last one is, of course, for research purpose, right? ESG is a very new arena. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of um, clients, they want to see, hey, if I look at, say, S&P 500, I want to see if it is ESG excluded, what is excluded, how does it look like? They can also use it for research purposes on the ESG space. Mm-hmm. And what types of ESG and Net zero indices are available. What are they? What are their characteristics, and how do different types of investors usually choose what's suitable for them? Um, for these kind of indices, actually, we have been launching ESG indices uh, since 1999. Mm-hmm. That's why there are a lot of them. But uh, broadly speaking, the first kind is kind of like ESG screened. It. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, for a portfolio, um, we just take out the companies based on a certain kind of exclusion. For example, we exclude um, companies that violate UNGC principles. We exclude companies like involving controversial weapons, tobacco, mm-hmm. or any kind of controversial activities. That type one. That is really the easiest one, and some uh, investors, they really like it because they just want to avoid in, in um, investing. It's more like divestment. Mm-hmm. If you want to exclude these companies from their portfolio, then they will try to track these indices. The second type is kind of more dedicated. Um, apart from exclusions, they also want to look at, say, certain companies, how are they doing on their ESG score, um, how are they doing on their company intensity? Mm-hmm. There, we have actually launched uh, indices like S&P ESG Index or S&P Carbon Efficient Index. So these indices, their characteristic is like um, we normally um, either exclude companies that have poor ESG score or very high carbon intensity. But on the other hand, we might we raise the company so that they tend to have um, the portfolio as a whole, the index portfolio as a whole, has better ESG score compared to the parent index or the um, carbon emission index, they have lower carbon intensity compared to the current index. So in, in, in terms of characteristics, um, the performance, financial performance, mm-hmm. usually 
um, in our back past the way we did it, we'll try to let the active share, basically the deviation of the weighting is very small compared to current index. So we try to make them, in terms of financial performance, tracking their benchmark uh, as close as possible. Mm-hmm. And how can indices help investors achieve their net zero goals? Um, for that one, actually, I think uh, thanks to um, the EU, they actually uh, published the um, PAB and CTB, basically uh, the Paris Allied Benchmark and the uh, Climate Transition Benchmark Minimum Standards back in 2018. And for that, we were able to create the S&P Net Zero 2050 PA and CD indices. So the purpose for that is that index portfolio, the behavior actually will we, 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 we meet they match the minimum standard required by EU benchmark regulations on the CTB and PAB. So what ha- what really happened is that um, for these indices, the weighting of the companies, they are re-weighted so that they fulfill certain uh, minimum requirements. First of all is the index itself, they have a year-on-year decarbonization based on weight average carbon intensity at a 7%. On the other hand, they have a... 30 or 50% of carbon reduction compared to their parent index. Mm. On the other hand, some other companies, example like um, companies involving controversial weapons, tobaccos, and UCHC violations also included. And but of course, um, investors, they want to look for indices that is um, can start the natural journey. They can actually take these indexes as a reference or track this um, index for the investment so that they can at least uh, fulfill the requirement that's set for the CAB and PAB. But of course, if they want to do something more, we can. We, we have other indices that also incorporate other things like fiscal risk and um, and also like re- restricting fossil fuel reserve, etc. So that uh, there's a lot of choice they can do. It depends on what kind of um, mm. strangeness they want to have on the criteria. Mm-hmm. And from an index provider's perspective, do you see any difference of appetite among investors in Asia and other markets? Uh, yeah, we do. We do see that. Actually, we, we noticed that uh, the matter ESG or net zero, of course, um, European investors, they are taking the lead. That's why we are seeing a lot of requests. Um, they are looking for um, net zero uh, tariff line or climate transition index so that they can have their portfolio tracking these indices to make sure the portfolio um, carbon emission is aligned with net zero. Um, mm-hmm. But in Asia, I think it's still quite new to most of the investors. They still try to understand whether these standards work for Asian markets. And that's why we have seen a lot of clients, they may start with something simpler than net zero. Mm-hmm. They may look for um, indices like carbon efficiency. Basically, it's just an index that fulfills um, some carbon reduction targets compared to current index instead of jump diving into net zero. But we see uh, investing nations start to do it now. But we have seen a lot of... Um, Pressure on them as well because I think um, the data set we have in Asia, in any case, may not be as comprehensive as uh, some other developed markets because sometimes when we do um, deep natural investment, it also depends on the data. So um, climate data disclosure is a key part. I think in Europe, um, our clients are pretty comfortable with that. But in Asia, maybe mm-hmm. they do have some doubts whether this data is available. I see, I see. And with the current market environment, what kind of strategies or themes are more popular amongst investors? I think there are two sides of it. In terms of risk management, ESG risk or climate risk management, um, just like what we discussed, the um, ESG indices that tends to um, deliver better ESG score for the portfolio, avoid um, companies with poor ESG performance, 
that can reduce risk is very popular now. And or the natural indices that I just talked about, you try to align the portfolio to a uh, 1.5 degree tra- tra- trajectory and in achieving natural in 2050. These are popular things now. Mm-hmm. But we have also seen some investors look for opportunities coming from ESG risk. And that's why they may be looking for some kinetic indices that basically uh, include companies that are doing things like clean energy or green real estate so kind so that they can try to capture the opportunities coming from uh, the ESG or net zero theme. Well, thank you so much, Priscilla, for joining us today. No problem. I'm a pleasure. Thank you. We've been speaking with Priscilla Look, Managing Director and Head of Global Research and Design, APEC at S&P Dow Jones Indices. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.